everyone, Dave and Jeff for second podcast of the week. A lot going on. There's always yeah. a lot going on. It's funny, man. Before we get into some exciting news that we have, you ever have those moments where you're just sitting there going, okay, where's my life right now? Like, yeah. you, you know, you kind of judge yourself. Am I, am I doing well or not doing well? That kind of deal. Today, I'm sitting there and I go all of a sudden, well, let's see. The two football teams I'm rooting for this year, Alabama in college, undefeated. Yep. The Rams in the NFL, undefeated. Oh, now you're a Rams fan. Okay. You're damn right I am. I'm back to my roots after Gruden has completely killed the Raiders. Jesus. And um, and then at the same time, the, the Dodgers are in the World Series. Mm-hmm. Hooray. And LeBron's on the Lakers. No matter what happens, I can always go back to LeBron's a Laker, god dang it. So there you go. Fuck it. I go, I'm having a great time. I'm doing well, Jeff. Uh Dave, my sports teams all suck, but I got a text from Lisa <laughs> Ann saying, what are you doing Saturday? Dude, how crazy is that shit? I was, you know what's funny? I'm sitting there eating dinner tonight, and all of a sudden my phone's going. I thought it was you saying I'm going to be 15 minutes late or whatever the fuck you're going to tell me. <laughs> yeah. bullshit you're going to throw at me. <laughs> and I see it's from Lisa Ann to you and me. Yeah. And I'm just like, son of a bitch. I go, my day just got better. Fuck Not LeBron bad. on the Lakers. Not bad. Um. There is a link to the AFSP walk. We'd love you to join us. Uh, it is taking place this Saturday at Liberty Station. We will have another show on Wednesday. But let's get the important stuff out while we can. And uh, and we want you to come down and join us. Again, it's a walk. It's the Out of the Darkness Walk for Suicide Prevention. And we would love to see you this Saturday at Liberty Station. So here's just a little bit of information that you're going to want to know. And I will tell you, uh, Saturday, October 27th at Liberty Station, which is 2600 Cushing Road in San Diego, 92106. Uh, Check-in registration time runs from 8 a.m. until 930. Uh, Opening ceremonies begin at 930, and you'll be out of there at 12 noon. I've also put a tweet out tonight uh, with the link to sign up for our team because right now it only shows that we have about seven people on our team. And so, like I said, we've already eclipsed. Three of them are outstanding. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would agree. You're going to want to be on this team. You, you are going to want to be on this team is right. So just sign up and come out, but that's all the details you need to know. Uh, the walk's going to start about 10. It's a three-mile walk, again, at Liberty Station, we're going to be out there early. Come out, say hello, be part of our team. Uh, make a small donation if you like. It's a good cause. It's the Out of the Darkness walk, and we'll see you Saturday in Liberty Station. Absolutely. No, that's really cool. Really, really cool. It's crazy, funny. right? It, it It is crazy. You know, someone brought up to me today about getting people involved in charities, and, mm-hmm. they, and the thing they brought up was, hey, don't forget about Thanksgiving and Christmas, and, and you go and you feed the homeless. And I said, you know what happens with that is they'll tell you, too, we are swamped with people that are willing mm-hmm. to volunteer, which is great Yeah. on those two days. It's the rest of the year where they need a lot of people. Sure. So for you and I, we've been involved in so many charities this year, which has been outstanding. Every mm-hmm. one of them feels better than the one before. Like, you yeah. always feel like, you know what, I'm, you're moving in the right direction when you can help someone out. Kind of that feeling you get at Christmas time when you give someone a present and then receive yep. a present. It's uh, it, it just it's almost a rush. We go, man. It, the world's a better place, and we're lucky to be part of it. Yeah, and as we get kind of, you're feeling it tonight. As I started heading down from Carlsbad, six twenty tonight, and it's getting dark a lot earlier, and there's a little bit of a chill in the air. You're feeling everything. As we kind of turn the page on incredible to think, we're going to turn the page on October, and it's going to be November. 
Uh, Bob McElroy will be here from the Alpha Project, a guy that Dave and I like a great deal, and we're very happy that he likes us a great deal. But as it starts to get cold in San Diego, those homeless numbers don't go down. They're yeah. still here. And as Dave talked about, a lot of ways for you to be involved. And Bob will give you all the details. We'll talk about everything, what they're doing at the Alpha Project. I think you'll figure out quickly uh, why we're such a big fan of that facility, the staff, and Bob in particular. Absolutely. All right. So uh, on the other hand, some of the things that are going on, we're, it doesn't matter to you who are listening to the podcast right now. Far you know, we started on time, but we didn't. We started about 45 minutes yeah. late. And the reason is because finally what we've been talking about for a couple of months has finally come to fruition as we learn how to use it. Yeah, it's fun. We're uh, our friend Scott Kaplan uh, and Allison. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> because we're gonna look. Why are you giving me a dirty look? I didn't give you a dirty look. Give me the smirk. We had we had Scott Kaplan in here for two and a half hours. Yes, a lot of people liked it except for Allie Ratzman, who complained that she didn't hear her name. Yes, who would have thought such a nice person, massive ego. <laughs> Uh, we love Allie because Allie's fantastic and we're teasing her because she is walking us, you know, pretty much taking us by the hand and walking yeah. it through it. But Dave and I are on side now. Uh, what Scott talked about a couple of weeks ago when he was in here and it's really, really fun. And the debate question for tonight and Dave, I'm thrilled. We put it out uh, 10 minutes before we taped, started taping tonight. And it, it's a lot of our stuff will have kind of a different angle. You're not going to see a lot of Soccer City or San Diego State stuff with us. You're going to see it a little bit different with the sided debates, yeah. a little different than what Scott and BR are doing. But we asked, after Conor McGregor lost to Khabib, has he lost his mojo? When you see him showing up at Cowboys Stadium, right? Is yeah. there a part of you that goes, eh, you little fucking dork? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I feel the same way almost I did with Ronda Rousey, where I felt like Ronda lost it. And Ronda, remember the whole deal? I don't know if Ronda still has the movie coming out. Remember? Oh, Roadhouse. Yeah, if she was still going to do Roadhouse if they've ever done it. She's but, pretty popular right now in the WWE. I got it. But come on, man. That's fake bullshit acting wrestling. You know, that's not the let's, let's fight for our life kind of a deal. And no, pride. but I'm saying her right now. She's probably in more households on a weekly basis right. right now is the featured face on Monday Night Raw, and she is a featured face on that program than anybody that I saw it. the UFC. My, my feeling is, though, she's gone from being a fighter to a stuntman is what she is. Yeah. You know, and she's and, having a blast. And she's having a blast. But again, it's not a lot. Of, to me, you, you aren't sitting there knowing that, man, I hope I win on Monday night. You, you know what I mean? You know <laughs> yeah. what's, you know what's going to happen. My, my point is, I'm with you on the Connor deal. I mean, Connor gets his ass kicked. I mean, f all of a sudden, a few days later, there he is at Cowboys Stadium throwing the football worse way than anyone I've ever seen, holding the ball right in the middle with yeah. his tiny little hands, <laughs> throwing the ball about three yards. But it, it, I'm with you on that. Where a guy that you admire as a fighter, where you go, is it over? Well, and so that's where the debate comes in on this question. Yeah, I said he still has it. I said he still has the mojo, and here's why. Because where Connor goes, there will be a crowd. And as long as you're still drawing a crowd, because you can't tell me if Johnny Manziel's appearing tonight at a casino in Vegas, I don't know that you're going to have the same reaction to Johnny Manziel that you would have had four years ago. No. Uh, but using your example, Dave, Ronda Rousey's out tonight. Ronda's still getting a crowd. And I still think Conor McGregor's still getting a crowd. Does he have the same sense of invincibility? Absolutely not. And he kind of lost some of that invincibility 
when he got choked out by Nate Diaz. Yeah. And he lost a lot more of it when he went into a fight healthy with Khabib and got choked out and had to tap out. There's no, there's nothing wrong in a sport like that and tapping out, especially to a fighter at the level of Khabib. However, there is a little bit of the invincibility that's gone, but I, I don't know necessarily that his mojo's gone. So okay. that's why I said, yes, he still has his mojo. And keep that in mind when you're voting. It's not has he lost his invincibility. Does he still have the star power? Does he fall into the category, which we all do because you remember the greatness of both a Mike Tyson and a Tiger Woods, where we can't shake it going, does he still have that piece in him? Yeah, uh, who would he fall more into? And and again, he hasn't been away from greatness that long of a time compared to a Tyson or Woods. But even when it was over for Tyson, but you don't want to believe it was over. You kept thinking we're going to see a glimpse of old Iron Mike. Right. I mean, I, I think what's funny about those guys, too, uh, with both of those guys, is those guys both still have their mojo. Like, if Tyson shows up, Tonight at a casino in Vegas, and, and it's a publicized appearance. Yeah, People are showing up. Uh, not that Tiger would be showing up at a at a nightclub, but if Tiger's playing in an event this weekend, whether it's in L.A. or, you know, Little Town, USA, people are coming out to watch Tiger. So the mojo's still there. I'm trying to think of guys, Dave, though, where you just go, eh, I don't really have much interest in seeing that person anymore after they got to a hot start. Um, and, and off the top of my head, you know, maybe, uh, I don't know, it's just weird. The first guy that popped into mind for me, Adrian Peterson. A couple of years ago, Adrian Peterson would be a guy that you would want to go out and buy a ticket for, yeah. right? And then now he's the feature running back for the Redskins, but is that going to get you in the door? Probably not. It's no other than just getting old and a little beat up. Yeah. But but that's the question for us tonight on Sided. We'd love you to vote and be a part of it. Perfect. All right, so uh, one of the things that happened in, in sports today is I just mentioned that I'm following the Rams this year. No secret that Jeff and I have been Raider fans for a long time, rooted for this team for a long time. What has happened with the Raiders has been unbelievable to me. The excitement factor when John Gruden came back and the greatness of the Raiders and you have this and that, and you realize they fucked it up quickly in the draft. You know, and then you hear him saying, oh, man, we could have drafted Derwin James, who everyone thinks is, is ridiculous. The Chargers got could have got Minka Fitzpatrick. You passed on. Everyone thinks it's ridiculous. They end up getting this offense line from UCLA that gets run over a fucking week. And you go, man, you blew it. Well, then you could trade Khalil Mack, mm -hmm. arguably the best or second best defensive player in the entire league, future Hall of Famer. And as a Raider fan, it's hard for a lot of people to go, man, it's going to be tough. And you see that they get killed every week. Carr looks terrible. And then now Amari Cooper gets traded today. And you sit there and you go, <laughs> looking at the Raiders, they're arguably the worst team in the NFL. Yeah, they it's, may have the number one pick. Well, they, they may get Bosa's brother. Yeah, they will fuck that up, too. They're going to pass on right. him, too. You know, let's get the whole thing up. Here's, here's the deal. They have three first-round picks scheduled for next year. Five there, in the next two years. Yeah, there's nothing in my opinion that makes me think they're going to get this right. You traded away all pro players and a future Hall of Fame player. That they're going to get this right. John Gruden to me ha has lost it. He never, maybe never had it. Jeff, I, I have no idea, but it is tough to root for that team. Marshawn Lynch is out for the year. He, he has no desire to come back. Remember, yeah. he came out of retirement, right? Because of this, they, they couldn't have spit in the faces of, of Oakland fans more than what they're doing, leaving on just just on the worst note possible, heading to Vegas. It's very funny today the reaction to that trade from Raider fans and non-Raider fans because non-Raider fans laughed 
But they laughed at the Cowboys. Yeah. They laughed at the Cowboys and said the Raiders absolutely stole a number one pick for a guy that's been incredibly inconsistent in Amari Cooper. However, as a Raider fan, you look at it and you go, man, they were 12-4. and four. Yeah. 12-4 and four in 2016. And the problem is that I look at it as a fan of that team is they remind me of the team that was flailing away under Hugh Jackson and Dennis Allen yeah. and filling North. North and just clueless. And then you throw Reggie McKenzie out there today and you make him meet yeah. the media and act like, hey, me and John Gruden get along great and we're here. And I, I jumped at the opportunity to make this deal. I saw this deal come across and I said, that's a deal I'm going to make. And you're like, oh, bullshit. <laughs> right? Bullshit. Yes. Dave, there's nothing in it. And, and you and I, I started following that team when they were in L.A. So I've never been a guy that lived in the home market of the team. But it feels to me like it is going backwards. It feels it like is. it's going backwards. And you're spiraling a little bit out of control. There's nothing on the field that gets you motivated. There's nothing in the offense that gets you motivated. And now all of a sudden, Cooper and Khalil Mack, two of the young pieces that were coming up, right? Isn't yeah. Amari Cooper's failure this year more a reflection on Gruden than it is Cooper? It's on Gruden. I went to the Charger Raider game. They threw the ball in his direction one time. One time did they throw the ball in his direction. And, and anyone who says that, the Cowboys got fleets. I couldn't disagree more. You, you look at Cooper. The guy was a fourth overall pick in the draft. And when you include him in the offense, it was, it was amazing that he was actually a pretty good player. I think he's, if you're the Cowboy fan, you're going, he's the number one receiver we've been looking for. No more of this Cole Beasley stuff. But as, as a Raider fan. Yeah, Wayne Dunn does coming back. You know, it, it's a it's a goddamn nightmare, man. For this, for this organization, for the last 20 years, it's been a nightmare. They completely have taken that step backwards. Almost to the point where you're waiting for John Gruden to go, you know what? I'm still fucking pissed at Al Davis, and this was my chance to pay back and trash the franchise. You, you're going to sit there and say, we're giving $100 million to this idiot? To this right. idiot? I wish they would have traded Carr to the, to the Jags and gone, you know what? We're starting brand new. They still might. God, I, I hope they do. I would take another pick, and you're not going to get a first-round pick for him at this point, but shit, man, it, it's, a, it's a disaster all the way around in that organization. Yeah, it's frustrating. It yeah. really is because – uh, it feels very much, and and I used this analogy a couple of weeks ago, it feels very much like when Barry Melrose became the coach of the Tampa Bay Lightning and everybody was excited about Gary about Barry yeah, coming right. out of the booth. And then Barry came out of the booth and it's just the game had flown by him. And yeah. Melrose was gone in like a month. Yeah. And I just think, man, you look at it, I'm sorry, if you're Mark Davis – or anybody else, this is not what you were expecting to happen. You were not expecting Khalil Mack to be moved or Amari Cooper to be moved. That clip of Derek Carr crying on the field. That Why is he crazy. crying? You're a fucking Raider. Get the yeah. fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Raiders Jesus don't cry. Christ. Daryl LaMonica is like, what in the fuck? <laughs> um, so, now, uh, Gil Brandt was the one guy that I saw that said, look, from a Cowboys perspective, they did fine because when you look at the 2019 draft, there's really no wide receivers at the front end. And if you picked where the Cowboys did, you know, expected to be somewhere in the 17 to 25 yeah. range. If you took a wide receiver there, you'd probably be reaching. Yes. So you get a guy in Amari Cooper. But the majority of the people felt like the Raiders did very, very well for themselves getting another number one pick. But uh, Dave, I, I just, the vibe that you've had for a while where you go, there's no 
synchronicity in that team between front office coaching staff and players right now. And man, has it come off the rails quickly. It has come completely off the rails. And not only, again, if you're an Oakland fan and you're holding on to anything that you have to say the Raiders are going to be gone soon and this is our, our last moments to watch. Remember, they don't know where they're playing next year. They right. still don't have an agreement to even know where they're, they're right. playing in 2019. But if you're a Vegas fan, you're thinking, you know, hey, when the team is announced they're going to Vegas – we have some young talent coming. I mean, you have a quarterback, a star defensive player, and a star wide receiver. Now you you have a quarterback that's a question mark, and the other two guys are gone. And so if you're Vegas, you're thinking, what kind of franchise are we actually getting? I might be okay if I live in Vegas and I'm a Raider fan knowing that I have five number one picks But what the makes you think years. they're going to get them right? They, they haven't gotten any of these picks. Remember they drafted guy dang DJ Hayden with a oh, guy dang hole sure. in his heart. The yeah. guy almost died on the football field, yet they drafted that guy in the first round. Well, They do we this all good, the time. We felt good about his comeback. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I feel better at least being in Vegas than I would being in Oakland because right now in Oakland, you're like, oh my gosh, shit, man, they, yeah. they threw the towel in. Yeah. And really, I felt like they threw the towel in on the Mac trade. I felt like, Dave, go back if, if anybody, I mean, nobody's bored enough, but I just remember draft night watching them and what they were doing those couple of days over the draft. And you really, really felt like I always enjoyed Gruden when he when he covered the draft. Yep. And I felt like watching it, you just like, God damn, this does not feel like the guy sitting at the desk. And maybe no. he just had a, a bird in his ear telling him, Oh, this guy's great or that guy's great. I, I don't know. But there's there's nothing for me that makes me enthusiastic about the future of that team. This feels like we're quickly going back to the bottom of the pit. You know, as I said before, this year, because the Raiders are a disaster, I find myself rooting back for the Rams. You have to be the same way when it comes to your Vikings. You have to, you're right now, this year, you're going back to your first love, paying attention to what the Vikings are doing. Am I right? Well, the one thing that I like about the Vikes is they've always had it structured where Rick Spielman was the GM and different guys have been coached, but Mike Zimmer's been the head coach. And... Yeah, there have been issues with the Vikes early on defensively where where that was supposed to be their bread and butter. Man, they look terrible. But then you watch them, you know, yesterday, and they look good yesterday. Right? They look yep. good, and they win. And now they're back up to 4-2-1, and, and they're moving along, and Cousins seems to be uh, grooving a little bit. they got a few guys coming off the injury that'll be okay. Now, if they can ever get Dalvin Cook healthy, it'll be fine. But, um, yeah, you feel all right. I don't know that they're an upper echelon team, but they're winning. And, and they feel like if they get a few guys healthy and get it all together, they'll be in the mix. You know, at the same time, when you look at uh, you look at the NFL right now, and, again, the ratings are, are huge. The ratings mm -hmm. are doing fantastic. If you're basically an employee of the NFL, you couldn't be happier the way things are working. Someone made a good point about this uh, a week or so ago. As high as the ratings are, remember this, the fact that so many people are streaming games, which mm -hmm. doesn't credit back to – yeah. Arbitron or Nielsen ratings. So the fact that the ratings are as high as they are and the game is as popular as it's ever been is a good sign for the NFL. Obviously, in San Diego, you're always going to get people that are either Charger fans or anti-Charger fans. I almost, mm -hmm. I almost feel bad for guys like our buddy Sean mm -hmm. because Sean's still a Charger fan, even though the team's moved. But Sean, people focus so much negative energy towards Sean for staying loyal to that team. I saw a guy mm -hmm. today with a Charger tattoo. I asked him, are you still a – charger fan he goes yeah i wish they were here but yeah i'm a fan what else am i going to do i'm a football fan and they're i know where they are i know the same players that are there it's like you wonder how long will that go will those people that turn on them ever come back will it be one of those where you're afraid to say that you're actually a fan of that team because of the brutality you get 
good. Your team sucks. The char- I don't think the Chargers suck. Do you they, think the, the Chargers suck? I think they're going yeah, to make a good decision. But if you're betting with your head, not your heart, yeah. you got to admit, this is a, maybe a They'll top two or up. three team in the AFC. That's yeah. what someone else said to me. They're, they're going to fill the Chargers. They'll fuck it up. Yeah. I mean, they'll find a way. That team, Rivers will find a way to screw it up. Oh, my gosh. I just said it. You, t- <laughs> you know, look at – I got to tell you real quick. I spent yeah. a ton of time at Charger football. But to drive you crazy, I don't see this Charger team even being challenged till December 2nd when they What's play at Pittsburgh. They have Seattle. First, they they have Seattle, they have Oakland, Denver, and then Arizona, and then the Steelers. Mm. I mean, that's I, that's a lot of wins in a row to string together before you face the Steelers team. Yeah, you don't but know what you're going to get from them. But they're a Charger team that was the one team to have lost to the Browns in two years. So yeah. don't don't go too excited. Don't go too pom-pom heavy. Mike McCoy. Look, they're going to host a goddamn wild card game at the StubHub Center. Man. And it'll be <laughs> they'll host a wild card game and the wild card game will be dominated by fans of the other yes. team. Yeah, nothing will change. It's really weird. That yeah. whole dynamic is so weird. I'll be at the Coliseum on Sunday. Yeah. I wish and, I was with you. I wish I got yeah. a chance to see it and experience that. And going to a Rams game. And again, I have two buddies that are diehard on the Rams. So yeah. I'm I'm excited to go. I'm excited to go and hang out and cheer for their team with them and hang out and have a couple of beers and a couple of hot dogs and just roll down and and have a good time. I, I can't stand the Packers. So, buddy, I'll be all in on the Rams that day. But I just want to see what that's like at the Coliseum for the NFL. I've been there yeah. a ton for USC games, but to see it and see what it's like because I've been at StubHub for a Charger game. And it's not a great NFL experience unless you're there for the visiting team. But if you're there for the home team, it's not any good. And it's not going to get better. No, it's really, really a weird dynamic. It is a weird dynamic. Here's the deal, man. If you let's say you, you had Larry King money, all right, you had an unlimited mm-hmm. amount of money, mm-hmm. you could hit that Rams Packer game, mm-hmm. and then you drive another five ten minutes, and you can watch game game five of the World Series. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, you can see Red Sox and Dodgers. Yeah, yeah, it'd be a pretty fucking cool day. Well, shit. I mean, that's that's assuming game five even is necessary. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully not in the Red Sox's <laughs> favor. A buddy of mine bought, he was a neighbor of mine, bought tickets. He's a Red yeah. Sox fan. He went and bought tickets for game three to see the Dodgers at, at, in Red Sox at Dodger Stadium on Friday night. 2600 bucks for, for two. You have the Rangers are in town playing the Kings Saturday afternoon or Sunday afternoon. Okay. Uh, so they play Sunday afternoon. Then there must be either the Clippers or Lakers got to be home yeah, Sunday pop, night. Pop the Lakers. Yeah. Lakers usually play the Sunday night games. They're home. And then, you know, the World, World Series. You have to assume either UCLA or USC is at home. USC was on the road last weekend, so they got to be around. Yeah. Uh, LAFC is playing, right? I mean, the Ducks are playing. It's it's really – Dave, I, I tell you what. It's not for me anymore about how cool LA is. It just makes me crazy. And I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to waste a lot of time on it tonight because we've done it 10,000 times. But I really just wish we would have had one male or female in this town with a little bit of vision that could have helped us figure out a way to get an arena built and figured out a way to get a football stadium built. I'll, I'll go to my grave saying they should have built a football stadium before they built a baseball right. stadium. Now, there was no need to build a baseball stadium because there was no guarantee that came with the baseball stadium. If you had built the football stadium, you would have guaranteed that you were in the Super Bowl rotation 
and that would have been guaranteed money yeah. in the Super Bowl rotation and bowl games and everything else. But nobody in this city had any vision to think about it. Now, I don't have any axe to grind with John Morse. Good for him. He took advantage of it, and his timing worked out well in 98. But if anybody at that time looked at it and said, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. The only guarantee we're going to get if we build a new downtown ballpark, other than keeping a team that's made two World Series appearances in 40 years, right, or in 30 years, yeah. or whatever they'd been around in 30 years, two World Series appearances in 30 years, fantastic. Uh, we can do something else. We can do what they did with the big A, and we can remodel the Q, and then we'll put a little pressure on the baseball guys to win. However... If we move the Chargers out and we take advantage of all this vacant land that needs to be redeveloped in the East Village and we build a football stadium and we kind of bring this area back to life, shit, we know we're going to be in the Super Bowl rotation. We know that's going to happen. And we know that, let's say, the life of the stadium is 30 years, then we're probably going to get six more Super Bowls here. And we feel pretty good that the impact financially – will be enough to pay for the ballpark or yeah. pay, pay for the stadium. And by the way, we'll help build the stadium, but the way we're going to pay for our half of it is that we're going to build the hotels down there. We're going to take advantage of it. And with the property taxes and the sales taxes and the TOT, it's going to go back into the city's pocket, not into Dean's pocket or the NFL's pocket, and we'll make our money back. And we'll redevelop the East Village at that point. Super Bowls will be here. It'll help our tourism. It'll help our convention business. It'll help everything else. And it'll guarantee that we keep the NFL here. We're an NFL city. It's funny when you say help our tourism because when the Chargers were here and when things were going well, we used to always take pride. Obviously, you live in San Diego. You love the city. The view from above, you know, you got the blimp sure. view and you're seeing San Diego and how great it is. And the rest of the country knows San Diego's great too, even though a lot of people haven't been here before. We don't get any of those views anymore. The Padres are never Sunday night baseball, right? Yeah, I mean, I can't remember the Padres Sunday night baseball. The Aztecs aren't ever in a ma- major game ever. They're on that uh, spinoff of CBS or whatever at night. Yeah. And then uh, at the same time, you, you don't have an NFL team anymore. You don't get any more blimp views here that show how great this city is. And it's just one of those things that goes, man, you just want to be big time. When yeah. you talk about L.A. and everything that's going on, by the way, I did look it up while you were talking. It's the Clippers that play Sunday night, which is strange. Mm. Clippers usually don't play on Sunday nights. But it's uh, it doesn't matter. There's a ton going on. My point is, you go up to L.A. a lot. Mm-hmm. You're not a fan, really, of any of the L.A. teams outside of the Kings. Mm-hmm. But you understand, hey, I want to be entertained. I want to yeah. go where there's energy. I want to show my kids where life is. You'll go up there and you'll come right back. But for so many people I know that have such a hatred towards that city that basically I'm, I'm not going to enjoy my life or take a chance of living life where something it goes on, where history, whether it's entertainment through movies mm-hmm. or television or, or sports, that I refuse. I'm just going to trash that area, even though I never go over there. You, you're killing yourself. You live in California. I don't yeah. understand it. You don't have to go and embrace the teams. But, man, there's major life going on there that the rest of the world is watching. We'll be in L.A. this year to go to Galen Center to watch Arizona State and Tayshawn Cherry. Yeah. Because my sons have known him since they were about five. Uh, they said to me the other day, Saturday, when we were driving up the 110, and you look in this massive formation on the side of the freeway, which is the bank at California stadium for the LAFC. Yeah. And it's where the old LA sports arena used to be, but it looks insanely cool. And my son said to me, 
can we go there sometime? Like, can we go watch a soccer game? Like, I've never yeah. seen it. I go, you know what? Yeah, I've never gone, but the crowds are going to be packed, and it's all about fan experience there. And I said, hell yeah, let's go check it out. So we'll go there. We were at a Kings game. They want to go back for another Clipper game. It's the whole thing. But again, Dave, it's just frustrating to me that for my time here, we've always been a community that has been let the other guy lead the way. And then when he doesn't, then we'll say what a dick he is. Yeah. But let the other guy lead the way and don't, I don't want it to cost me anything. I want you to make me the nicest dinner and I want to live in the nicest house, but I don't want to pay a goddamn nickel for it. And if you charge me for it, BS. And then when you tell me I can't, have the nicest dinner and I can't live in the nicest house, then I'm going to blame you. I'm not going to blame me. Yeah. That's the mentality of San Diego as a whole. And it doesn't limit itself to sports. We we have one goddamn runway at the airport. <laughs> I mean, I'm flying. I flew to San Francisco. Yeah. From San Francisco, I went to Montreal. And on both of those flights, I was fascinated by watching how everything operates at the airport. And at the San Francisco airport, man, sh- planes are coming and going all day. I thought, God damn, the, the air traffic control guys here, they yeah. better be five-hour energy like crazy. I get to Montreal, and uh, I land in Montreal, and then when I'm coming back a week ago today, I go, well, shit, let me pay attention to this. There's double lines going, and there's planes coming and going, and little planes and bigger planes from Montreal, I went to Houston, George Bush Airport, yeah. and it's the same fucking thing. Planes in all directions and runways, and he- people are heading north and south, and then you come fucking here. <laughs> Your turn. My turn. Your turn. My turn. Your turn. Yeah. Like, we're goddamn Barstow. <laughs> we're fucking Barstow, man. And, and you go, oh, aren't we cool? Aren't we badasses? No, we're not. We're a bunch of fucking dinks. Bunch of fucking arrogant prick dinks. <laughs> Fuck you. Next time somebody doesn't open the, the leave the door open for you, yeah. going into the mall, just tell them, that's why we got one runway, because the dick's like you. <laughs> what? <laughs> Fuck you. That's it. Just start telling people, I swear to God, the only way we're going to change the mentality in this town <laughs> is if people do anything, just start telling them, Fuck you. I'm so, I beg your pardon. Do you say that to me again? I'm going to beat your face. In. <laughs> Dude, you know, it's funny that you say that is when I moved here, I always tell you all the time, God dang about the sports arena, state of the art sports yeah. arena. The other thing was the new airport, right? Do you remember back? Yeah. back Do I remember? Th- yes. 30 years ago. And it was guys that lived in Terra Santa. Yeah. Complaining. Ah, I don't want that. those pussies. <laughs> yeah. I don't want the airplanes to go over my house. Well, nobody does. No. But guess what? It's a major city. Guess what? We still don't have a new airport. We still don't have a new sports center. We don't build jack shit. But you're right. The airport was one of those things we talked about 30 years ago. Yeah. We're going to get a brand new airport. Yeah. No. Couldn't we're not going to get shit. We don't, no one even brings that up anymore. It's funny yeah. that you brought that up. But you're right. If you ever want to go even to Hawaii, unless you're taking Hawaiian Airlines, you got to go uh, to San Francisco first or L.A. first. Yeah. To but even we get got- to Hawaii. But we got rid of those fucking plastic bags that were killing everything. You can't get a fucking straw in this town. Jesus. Yes. We got rid of the plastic bags. So now what, Detroit? (laughs) Now what? Right? (laughs) 
<laughs> right? We got rid of that shit. No more of those. We're not going to kill any more dolphins. Hey, who the fuck was throwing them out in the ocean anyways? <laughs> right? That's true, yes. Because, I wasn't going to Vons and then going to the ocean just yeah, stuck my bag right in I there. I can't stand these fucking bottleneck dolphins. <laughs> Double bag that 12-er, sweetie. Dolphins don't even have thumbs. They weren't they signing petitions. Fuck it. Yeah, their balls never drop. <laughs> Fuck you. Great. That's why we can't have nice things. No shit. We get in our own way consistently. Yeah, you ever drive by... You ever drive by, what's that nudie bar across the street from where the post office used to be? Right over there on Midway. You never see Missy Martinez there. <laughs> it's Missy Disgusting coming in. Like, who the hell is that? Trailer Park Tracy appearing for four nights. Sponsored by Marlboro. <laughs> Jesus in the back. We don't like to change. That's why the guys like Coach will tell us how great things are. Oh, still. that fucking guy. <laughs> all his and, fault. Coach and Randy. And then just we never hanging change. out. Just telling us about the good old days with Bob fucking Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Randy, his son, Joel. I remember Joel Skinner. I've been on the show for a while. Been really busy. Read my sample ballot. <laughs> Coach is reading his sample ballot. you reading with Fred Kendall, going over good times, and then deciding who's going to vote for it. It's an important vote, Dave. A whole lot of things are going to change. Nothing in this fuck base town, I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's why I still have the opportunity to go on every Friday night, me and Ted Mendenhall. We're going to be live this weekend out at Rancho Bernardo. Be a great game. The Boilers are playing the Pointers. Who the fuck are they? <laughs> Be great. Pete Point Loma will come out. We'll all share a bag of pretzels. Talk about what could have been. Be really, really exciting. Great. Maybe Lee will come out too and talk about what the fuck happened to his career. He wears the same Kelly Green fucking nylon windbreaker shirt. What is that from? <laughs> Who buys anything in Kelly Green? Paul Mahan does. Buys three, steals two, calls it even. <laughs> I've been to Paul's house. Got some really, really weird things in his refrigerator. Ironside beer and Clark bars. You got you drink strawberry crush <laughs> and grape crush. If you want ice cold grape crush, go to Paul's house. Lots of pizza rolls. <laughs> I can see that he eating pizza rolls. Drinking an ice cold grape crush. Watching old videos of his show that used to be on NBC7. <laughs> One camera sitting on that table. All dark. <laughs> like he was Edward R. Murrow. He was Edward R. Dipshit. <laughs> oh, that's funny. There you go, X. I, that's the thing. You had to be in this town for at least 30 years to remember that show. Yeah. When did that show fucking come on? After Charger Games? It was always on like on a weekend, right? Yeah, but, and I'd but, watch it. Yeah. Why were we? Did you watch it? Yeah, I've seen the show. I thought it was cool. But you know what? The, the only guy I knew, it's funny, that had a show like that when I first got cable was Todd Donahue. Yes. He had a Todd show. Todd Donahue. Like, Donahue, I'm sorry. Don, Todd Donahue. Monday Night Live. Yeah. 
Monday Night Live was great. Yeah. And that he had a show like that, and Hacksaw all of a sudden has a show like that. But, but Todd was doing like trivia. Yeah, he was. He was doing trivia. And he was taking calls. What the fuck happened to I Todd know, I was thinking the same thing. He was on Holy Mark and shit. Brian and disappeared. That show, Monday yeah. Night Live, was great. I think great. Sandoval took his fucking job at KBC. God. <laughs> Backstabbing son of a bitch. <laughs> Backstabbing Sandoval. Him and Rob <laughs> Fukuzaki. Pushed him right out. Pushed him right out. Yeah. Never thought twice. Shit. <laughs> yeah, but that that Hacksaw show, that's what we got in San Diego. We got that shit. Yeah, we thought we had it. Yeah. We thought we had it all figured out, didn't we? God Jesus. damn it. <laughs> what a bunch of dinks we are in this fucking town. <laughs> Everybody. Nobody can get anything figured out. Right? Yeah. You know we can't we can't figure out shit. What's the number one thing? What's going on right now? Nothing. Oh my god. Hey, i yeah. My friend Johnny Rojas, who I love like family, yelled at me today. Really? Because he goes, you know, I'm listening to the whole podcast. I enjoyed it. How the fuck do you guys not mention the Lakers fight? Because Dave's a Laker guy. Yeah. We're looking here at this. It's the only thing I got to bring up. I thought it was great. I thought the Laker fight. Look, you're the Laker guy. I'm not. Here's what I thought was really cool about what we saw the other night. And I had 710 on today, and I love Ireland. Yep. But they were concerned about that every game is going to matter in the Western Conference, and now you've lost seven games to suspension between Rondo and Brandon uh, Brandon Ingram. They immediately became a team, and, and I know you get it, Dave, with LeBron. I loved seeing them get a little edge back. It felt to me like the old uh, Michael Cooper, Rambis-style Lakers, right, that would yeah. have Orlando Wooldridge on yeah. it, Bob McAdoo, and I'm not trying to go back 40 yeah. years, but it felt like, hey, man, nobody's going to come in here and punk us. No, and, it, no. And I think when they put this team together, a lot of people felt that's what was going to eventually happen, be a physical team like that. I'd, I'd say that's more big dudes on that team. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, like JaVel McGee and, oh, yeah. and obviously every guy in the NBA is big. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. But I, I'd think not even more of the Lakers, but more of what the Pistons are. Remember the Pistons? Right. You know, more of the 89, 90 Pacers. Pistons. Pacers, but I was thinking of the, what the Lakers have is obviously they don't have any three-point shooters. I mean, they're, they're dying. They're a horrible three-point shooting team. But Magic Johnson even said, even if this is not the year, this is a team that is built for the postseason. No one's going to want to play us because you're going to get the shit kicked out of you. They're going to beat you down. They have a deep team because so many guys are the same guys. Not all of them are great. LeBron's obviously probably the only all-star that they have on the team. But they're going to be extremely physical. The fight didn't bother me as much. Obviously, you don't want to see Brandon Ingram throw a shooting hand at the back of someone's head. Yeah. But um, as far as being physical, you expect I expected Lance Stevenson to be the guy yeah. that was going to fight. If anyone's going to fight, it's going to be Lance Stevenson. As bad as the suspensions are, it gives guys like you know uh, Lonzo Ball, Kuzma, those guys a chance to get a couple more minutes to re- recap and, and be a little bit better. But at the same time, I have no issue at all with, with fighting with the Rockets. And, you know, Chris Paul's a punk. I don't think anyone in the NBA likes Chris Paul. No. I think he's always known as that guy that's a management guy, not a, not a player's guy. I think he's one of the more disliked guys in the league. And Rondo, I understand, might not be that very well liked. But, hell, as far as that fight went, I had no issue with it at all. I think it puts, uh, it puts pressure on Ball and Kuzma that they're now expected to be major contributors yeah. on this team. Where last year, there really wasn't much expectation. You were looking ahead to the offseason, right? When you yeah. had the two max contracts, you thought maybe you'd get Paul George in there. But now all of a sudden, you look over if you're Lonzo Ball, you go, God damn, that is LeBron. Yeah. That is LeBron on this team. 
And McGee's got a ring. And Rondo and the other guys go, shit, man, I got to be pretty good. And Kuzma was such a great story a year ago. But now all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, you were good. Now you got to be yep. better. I, I like it, Dave. Look, for me, I thought what Lance Stevenson said in the paper was pretty interesting. And he said that he had talked to Brandon Ingram and said, don't take the bait. And he said, don't take the bait. They're trying to get it. And then he shrugged. He goes, well, I guess he took the bait. <laughs> but, uh, but he said that he was trying yeah. to walk. He walked Ingram away. If you yeah. watched after Ingram pushed Harden, Stevenson is the guy walking him away. Yeah. He said at that point, he was telling him, hey, man, don't. They're, they're trying to get in your head. Don't let them do it. And he's like, well, they got in there. Yeah, but, of course they did. Um, yeah, man, I thought it was I thought it was kind of wild. It was funny having been in that building earlier in the day and the fight, if somebody would have told you there well, I mean, there was a yeah. half ass fight um in the uh Kings game. But if you would have figured the fight of the day, I, I don't know that I would have guessed Lakers Let's Rockets. Go to the Lakers Rockets. Yeah. It, no, it, it's again the Lakers are a team I don't think a lot of people want to play because they're gonna knock you around. And the Lakers aren't gonna win a championship, but whoever has to face them if they reach the playoffs, I think it's going to take an effect on them. Those guys are going to be banged up. They're going to be bruised up. They're going to play physical basketball. It's funny right now. You and I are watching the Spurs Laker game on mm -hmm. television at the same time. Javel McGee is a guy I've always liked. He's athletic. Yeah. He, he might be dumb as a rock. Shaq has embarrassed him for years, you know, on on his TNT show. But the guy is uh, gives a hundred percent. As a fan of sports, you want to see someone that's given a hundred percent the entire time. His mom was. You know, one of the McGee sisters from no, I think yeah. Paula McGee from USC, Olympic basketball player, you know, played with Cheryl Miller, the whole deal, gold medal winner. But it's uh, for, for the Lakers right now, as we're watching the game, I think for Ball, for Kuzma, I think it's great those guys get the minutes back that, that they need to play with LeBron James. What is the first night that you're there to see the Lakers? What night am I going? Yeah. Right now, I have zero tickets to see uh, see the Lakers. Oh. I, I, would, I would love to go, but for what I'm looking at, Average ticket price is over $500. Sucks, man. I'll let you know because I'm know, going, going December going 21st. Dude, well, you know what? You point out, you're going with your kids or are you going by going to someone else? No, I'm going with my kids. Okay, when you go with your kids, you point out, they see Anthony Davis right there. He's going to be wearing a Laker uniform next year. He's going to be playing with LeBron. And he goes, next year when we come, they're going to be on the same fucking team. Yeah. You see he signed with LeBron's agent? Did everyone thinks he's going to be a Laker? No. Yeah. Forget all the Kawhi Leonard bullshit, all the... Other stuff of guys, whoever's coming, Clay, Clay Thompson, it's going to be Anthony Davis. Fuck. How about that? Yeah. Dude, I can't wait. It's about goddamn time. <laughs> be, but now if you're these guys, yeah. now if you're Anthony Davis or Kawhi, and LeBron's actually there, yeah. like I've given you shit for 10 years because you told me Garnett and Kevin Love, yeah, every, every former yes. Timberwolf was going to come here. But now LeBron's actually in place. Yeah. And now all these other goofs, as much as we talked about how much we liked him the other night, they're all on one-year deals. Yeah. So you're going to have all that cap space again. You're going to have Lonzo there. You're going to have Kuzma there. You want to believe that they can develop as a player. But now all of a sudden, Dave, it's not crazy to think that you might be right about any of these guys. It is. It's it, it's nuts. Again, we're sitting there looking at LeBron. It is crazy to think there's LeBron wearing a Laker uniform. You and I have had this discussion over the last few months about star power in different mm -hmm. cities. I said to you a couple weeks ago that it's time that ESPN gets away from the Giants, Jets, Knicks, those teams, and starts focusing more on what's going on on the West Coast because there's more stars that are out yeah. here right now. As many stars as there are in L.A., whether you, you look at Kershaw, you look at Todd Gurley, you look at anybody, LeBron blows everybody out of the water by far. I mean, he's yeah. just a different brand than anyone else worldwide. It's awesome, man. Yeah, just a different brand. Likeability. Yeah. Right? I mean, 
I don't know. I mean, casual fans dig LeBron, right? LeBron has never been in trouble. You know, yeah. th that's one thing. When all the talk, do you remember when he first came in the league? Carmelo came from Syracuse. Mm -hmm. LeBron comes right from high school. Carmelo's been in trouble with the law. Carmelo yeah. had some troubles. LeBron has never had any troubles. You know, maybe it'll come out later on that there's something happening with LeBron. But right now, LeBron is, has been pretty clean for a guy that went right from high school to the pros, has not stepped in at one time. And does the, the school in Akron? Yeah, which is incredible. Fantastic. No, oh, man, I, I dig him. I do too. For me, it, it's one of those guys that we talked about earlier as far as the mojo guys. Yeah. And just thinking about guys that go, okay, yeah, there's a player. Anthony Davis with the Pelicans. I'm going to that game. And, yeah, I'm excited to see him. But what I have driven uh, from San Diego to see him, no, because I've had opportunities in the past when they played the Clippers or Lakers and I didn't go. But now when you say, hey, Anthony Davis is with the Pelicans and they're matched up against LeBron and the Lakers, you go, oh, hey, now. Yeah. But the driving force for me, Dave, is the fact that LeBron's playing. Exactly. And and that to me, you go, that's that's a difference maker. It's exciting. Yeah. Your and kids right got to be road. freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. Because I made it happen. <laughs> I mean, look, I made it happen, and I've reminded it. them consistently I know that I made would. it happen, and I've reminded their mom. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Are you breaking her too? Just the boys? Uh, you know what? They are going to, as it looks right now, they're going to be part of a really cool thing with the NBA at the All-Star Game. Yeah. It's not finalized yet, but it's moving along that my sons are going to have the opportunity to participate in that, and... The one thing that I did, again, and you know what, Geekster? I want you to pay attention to this. You especially. Oh, boy, be careful. She's the one person you can't sit there and take shots at. Leaves her fires on a different table. Geekster, I think, will come down here and strangle you if you fuck this up. Are you threatening her right now? No, I just want her to listen okay. to what I'm doing. <laughs> okay. Um, my sons have the opportunity, and it feels like it's going to happen where they'll be involved at the NBA All-Star Yeah. At a different slam event. dunk contest. They will be in the slam dunk contest. I arrange for it so their mom will be there too. Yeah. So I don't know how many people going through. Are you a giving divorce. those three the nice hotel again, and you're staying in the shit hotel? No, they'll they'll <laughs> fucking. I got them. Uh, I got them an airstream. There you go. What did your uh, what is that the deal this past summer where your kids said, "Well, there's you can stay." Oh over yeah, there. yeah, yeah. They went to a nice resort in Arizona. Oh no shit. <laughs> Yeah, they went to a nice resort in Arizona. My son Jack told me, he goes, well, with the divorce, you can stay at the Days Inn. <laughs> yeah, I'll remind him of that shit. I forgot about that. That's why you're here. Uh, no, I said to my sons, I go, look, I will never be the guy that if you're involved in anything cool, I would never be the guy to say your mom can't be there. Yeah. I just, and, and I, we, Unless she's dating Johnny Sins, then she's not going to be invited anymore. Yeah. Fuck. I, <laughs> yeah. Now, if she's dating Johnny Gill, she can go. If you feel Fuck yeah. <laughs> Bell Bib DeVoe, she could date all three of them. Fuck it. I want to meet those guys. What was Bobby Brown like on the road? But yeah, any of that shit. And those new kid dorks. Fuck no. Stay the fuck home. Um, but yeah, we have friends that are going through a divorce yeah. that just hate Bell each other. Yeah. And and to me, it just... It sucks, huh? It's really sad, yeah. yeah. And I said to my son yesterday, I go, hey... Because I told you, my son said, he goes, you know what your life's going to be? I go, what's that? He goes, you're going to do nothing but that podcast and hang out with mall chicks. 
Yeah. So yesterday we finished the movie. Their mom and Jack leaves. Yeah. It's me and Cade. Yeah. And I go, hey, where are we? And he goes, God, I should have never said that. He goes, I should have never said it. I said, you shut your mouth. I said, where are we right now? We're at the mall. And I go, you goddamn right. We're at the mall. And I go, who hangs out at the mall? And he's like, I'm not doing it. I go, say it. Mall chicks. I'm like, let's go cruise mall chicks. Yep. Come on. He goes, you're not divorced yet. I was like, God damn it. Damn it. I'm like, you little brat. I hope you know which trolley stop to get home. I hope you know how to buy a trolley ticket. You little bastard. But yeah, it's great. So yeah, their mom will be there. Yeah. I want their mom to go. Of course, it's a good move. My parents had a terrible divorce, man. And I Do you remember it? How old were you? I don't remember that. I just remember that I really was kind of separated from my dad's side of the family. Yeah. And my uncles, my uncle Jim um, has coached high school football in Minneapolis for 30 years. And they're just, they're outstanding people. And because the divorce was so terrible that I didn't get to know my dad's side of the family. And it, it sucked, man. Yeah. And I still, look, you know, shit happens. But I, no, I that, that deeply impacted me if you have a problem with him that's between you and him but don't punish me from the opportunity to meet my uncles or my cousins or or anything else uh my grandparents i remember dave i went back there uh one trip my dad and i have an amazing relationship and my dad said to me he goes look i know you're only back he said how long are you back for i said i'm back for four days because then i'm going to new york city and he said, so think about it, Dave. I hadn't been back in probably five, six years. I got literally four nights. And he said, uh, would you see my parents? My parents would like to see you. And in my head, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> What's wrong with you? This is great, right? What fuck am I going to do? I'm gonna sit around. God damn it. <laughs> and I go, uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I said to my buddies. Uh, and you see my grandparents. What? The first time you're gonna meet them? No, like I. Okay. No, I knew him when I was okay when I was little, but I hadn't seen him. And so I was, you know, twenty three, twenty four, okay. prime drinking age, man. Yeah, Joe course. Sensor's fucking bar is going off. Yes, bunch of Eden Prairie Cougars. And uh, and now I'm fucking roped in to this dinner, right? Yeah. Fucking meatloaf and corn. <laughs> And uh, I say to my buddies, I'm like, look, you know, I'm just going to fake a seizure. <laughs> and, uh, and I'll be out of here in an hour. Well, the point of the story is I sat there till 1230, 1 o'clock. And it was the highlight of my trip. And Good. it was great. And my grandfather uh, passed away less than a year later. And they were a very, very religious. My grandparents on that side were incredibly religious. And... My one uncle has, I think, 10 kids. My uncle Jim has two kids. Uh, my aunt Maxine has a, a son, Elliot. My aunt Sylvia has a daughter, Lisa. Uh, I have two, a brother and sister. But it meant so much to my grandfather that he sent me his last Bible. Wow. And <clears throat> and without it, the window would uh, right. blow that door right shut. <laughs> right. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> right. But... 
it was one of his prized possessions. Yeah. And for him to send that to me, look, I know it meant a lot to my yeah. dad. And I had an amazing time. It was worth time. it. It, worked. it was oh, a win-win. Oh, my God. It was great. And it was one of those nights, probably how many of you have all had them, where you go to a function, a family function, and you don't want to be there. Yep. And all of a sudden, five or ten minutes in, oh, my God, we laughed all night. Good. And it was really fun. All my cousins were there. and But ultimately, Dave, like I said, my dad really... Um, I didn't meet him till I was really get to know him till I was 15 or 16. And in all that time, he's never asked anything for me. And yeah. he just wanted me to go to that. And I went and it ended up, oh, it was fantastic. Good. And I still have that. And eventually um, I'll pass it along to one of my sons because I'll say, look, you never knew your great grandfather, but he was a good man, a hard worker, man. Farmer, calluses on his hand. Big man, but a, yeah. a really, really sweet guy. And yeah, oh yeah, I'd have been a complete dipshit if I missed it. Yeah, well, that's good, man. I'm glad it worked out. All right, I want to knock these out real quick. I'm going to tell you my experience with uh, Chicks and, and my son today. All right. Ah, oh, Chicks! <laughs> hey, Geekster, how about me taking her to the All-Star game? Yeah. Why, did she say you shouldn't or should? No, I think she would like that because okay. she questions my language sometimes and I got it. But <laughs> uh, There's no question about it. It's bad. It's bad. And I know that. And having somebody that I value as a friend remind me that hurts. <laughs> hey, Superior Fence Company. Hey. Daniel Tyler he started this company back in 2005. 13 years he's been in business and he's kicking ass. He's doing a great job all over San Diego County. Most of his business is in North County, but he won't hesitate to tell you. He'll go all over San Diego County to give you that free estimate. You name it, residential or commercial. Superior Fence Company will do the job for you. Every job is an easy job for Daniel Tyler and his guys. Here's the phone number. 760-745-4846. 760-745-4846. Again, free estimates. You name them, vinyl fences from white to dark colors. He does them all. Chain link. It's not much to them, but it's no problem. And custom iron gates, fences, it's easy to do. It will make your house, your property look that much better. Make sure you check out Superior Fence Company. Yeah, I love him, man. Love the work that he does. And it's one of those things that you don't really know how much you're going to love it until you have it done. Yep. And once you have it done, it really enhances the entire property. Protects it, keeps it going. But, I mean, we all have them. We all have the neighbors that might not be as considerate as we are. And all of a sudden you find that trash or you find waste from the animal, anything. Yeah. And it's really incredibly frustrating. But when you have Dan come out at San Diego Superior Fence, yeah, your property's safe. Your your property's clean. And uh, and nobody has the opportunity to kind of to violate it. And I think it's great. Plus, when you see them, they look outstanding. They really do look outstanding. You can see why uh, the reviews that Dan gets in San Diego Superior Fence are as high as they are. Absolutely. Don't forget about Alan Taylor and Taylor Made Pools, making the best pool you could possibly dream of. He knows exactly what you want. Hope you get there as well. Look, 20 years in San Diego making the greatest looking pools you've ever seen. He will sit there and run through the entire process with you to make sure that you're completely satisfied. He's been doing a great job for years. I love the pictures of the pools because I think mm -hmm. all of us have dreamed of having that perfect pool. Alan Taylor, you can follow him on Twitter at Team Made Pools, and you can call him as well, 619-449-4452, 619-449-4452. Well, you find in it, I talked about it last night, when you fly, all of a sudden now it's 30 bucks a bag, right? Yeah. And then you drive by the gas station, 
Even the discount gas stations are now over four bucks a gallon down here. And, and the point being on all that is your ability to get away is becoming severely limited. And so why not do what you've thought about doing for a long time and have a staycation, but not a staycation just in San Diego, but at your own house. It starts with a call to Allen and tailor-made pools because when you have that gorgeous pool put in your backyard, you're not going to want to go anywhere else. You're not going to want to go to Vegas. You're not going to want to go to Santa Barbara. Anywhere in Florida, you're going to be like, no, you know what I want? I'm going to take my time off and I'm going to hang out back here. I'm going to barbecue and, and the whole deal. Man, the work speaks for itself. Gorgeous pools. Find out for yourself. Tell them Dave and Jeff sent you. Absolutely. And look, we, we talked about this a little bit in yesterday's show, but right now is the time you need to call Brian Curry for a variety of reasons. Mm -hmm. If you're in a situation where you have some property and you say, I don't know what direction the market's going to go, Brian Curry's going to answer all your questions and talk to you about interest rates. He's going to tell you where the market's going, if it's going to be bad, if it's going to be okay. A lot of people right now are stressing out their word because we all remember what it was like just 10 years ago. Brian Curry has been selling real estate all over San Diego County for the last 20 years. He knows every single neighborhood, and most importantly, he understands what's about to happen. Brian Curry is your guy at 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. Also, Brian's your guy for property management. If you need someone to manage your property, make sure you call Brian Curry. I think a lot of people ask me, how do I keep my calm, cool demeanor? And the one thing I do is I, what the fuck is that mean? <laughs> Who the fuck asked you that? And the way I do it is by finding the opportunity to get away and have some alone time. And one of the things that I've talked to Brian about, Dave, is right now, as you try to enjoy a little bit of peace and tranquility, I'm thinking about having a manufactured home put as close to the U.S.-Mexico border as I can. Yeah. Because if there's ever going to be a place where you can just relax and enjoy life over the next couple of weeks, yeah. it's going to be at the U.S.-Mexico border. And I feel like just right there, uh, and I'm going to fly because I'm open. I'm a man of all nations. Yeah. So I'm going to fly the U.S. flag. I'm absolutely going to fly the Mexico flag because out of respect to their many great nights that I've had at Highlight, <laughs> betting on Carlos and his twin brother, Domingo. Yes. But I'm also going to fly the Honduran flag because I think that's a gorgeous flag. It's just been one of those three flags that I fly and just, like I said, just sit on the back. I don't know. Maybe I'll start smoking a pipe. And I'm just going to watch the world unfold in front of me. Do you know how to pack a pipe with tobacco? No. 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 All right. I'd probably burn my thumb. You would. Well, I bet you do, Jeff. Uh, that, listen, smoking a pipe's nothing to mess around with. I remember as a kid, I had a bunch of friends. All I wanted to do was practice shooting hoops, and they wanted to smoke marijuana. Out of a corn cob pipe? They, uh, Dave, they had a little uh, glass bong. Now, they thought it was cool that they smoke it in Tory colors. Yellow. And all I did was I just kept my gym shorts on. I felt like if I could shoot nice cold weather in my gym shorts, then I'd have no problem making the shot if the coach ever put me in the game. The problem was coach never put me in the game. <laughs> but I bet Brian Curry's got a bunch of nice houses. The only houses I'm buying right now are in Monopoly. I got a house. Oh, my gosh. Here's a Friday night money. It's doing fine. We got a couple of nice hotels, too. Right there on Landmark Avenue. Aren't they yellow? Kind of mustard yellow? Dave, what are those streets called? St. Michael's Place? I bought a few of those hotels. I could probably teach Brian Curry a thing or two.
Does he sell hotels, Dave? <laughs> I don't know if he sells On hotels. Boardwalk? You got to give him a call and see if he sells hotels. All right. He'll, I'll tell you what. I'll trade him a couple of railroads for a nice house. Be great. Ah, uh, shit. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm ever going to buy a goddamn house. You'll buy Some, a house. Yeah, I know. Shit. A month ago, you were buying two houses at the same time. I know. You know what I'm going to look yeah. like when I walk Maybe into Brian? Maybe the time to buy that house, yeah. I'm going to look like fucking Donald Sutherland, all long gray hair. <laughs> be wearing a scarf. I'm ready, Brian. Can <laughs> be wearing the collared shirt with the scarf in the middle? I'll be wearing one of those pea coats. Oh, shit. Just <laughs> strolling into BC's office. Like, they'll be like, what the fuck? Brian retired 20 years ago, you asshole. Get, Get the out patches of here. on your elbows, on your jacket. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to go. <laughs> I finally settled my court case. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Oh, Brian got you that manufactured yeah. house at the border. <laughs> Fucking thing was stampeded 19 years ago. Shit got crazy at the... Are you paying attention to this shit? Are you, are you going... Are you watching what's going on? With this Laker game? Not this Laker game, you <laughs> asshole. With everything going on in Mexico right yeah. now. No, I, I'm, I am watching. I thought you were, you, looked, you were looking right at the Laker game. No, when you but said I'm you saying you live this just close to the border. Yeah. Everything going on in Mexico right now, and they're heading north, man. They're coming right they here. They're coming right here. I'm, not, I'm nowhere close to the freeway. I'm okay. You know how many coyotes Shit. you have to get by to get here? Shit. <laughs> Yeah, I'm telling you, it's going to be on right here. They're going to be right back on this back hillside over here behind Mountain Hawk. It's going to be a goddamn Lucha Libre Fiesta every night. Right there. And it's going to be real life. Yeah. None of this Rey Mysterio bullshit. (laughs) It's going to be on. That's a good point. They have to get by Rey Mysterio before they get to me. Yeah. (laughs) It's right behind me. I tell you, it's going to be fucking Red Dawn back here. All right, if it's (laughs) It's Red Dawn, it is going to be Red Dawn, you (laughs) you naive asshole. You better fucking pay attention. Goddamn Mark Mullins in there working hard every night. And he's like, poor fucking Carlos Amesco is like, I'm reading it. Dave's not listening. It's because we moved Dan Plant out of here. <laughs> Dan Plant fired him. What happened to Dan? I don't know what happened to Dave Scott. They ran everybody out. Dave Scott gone. The Fuck. world of wonder with Dave Scott in his one suit. <laughs> <laughs> world of wonder. Let's start with that. Is that one black suit make it through every weekend? Jesus Christ. Dave's dry cleaner moved to Palm Springs playing golf every day. <laughs> Where'd he buy that suit? Dude, he bought it off the rack and he didn't get it tailored one minute. I mean, God dang it. Don't be afraid to get it to fit the way your body's supposed to actually fit. Fuck. Looks like a disaster. Like, fucking shoulders. Such a nice guy. His suit's ridiculous. He looks like Bill a- McDonald thinks his suit's ridiculous. Bill McDonald wears the same fucking suit every night for the last 20 years. Yeah. Same black suit that Dave Scott. He wore, they remember they share this suit. Dave Scott's suit looks like the sax player in fucking Morris yeah. Day in the time. That's when he bought it. 1989. Jungle borrow, Love. Borrowed Troy uh, Hirsch's red suit that he wears once a week. Does he have a red suit? He wears a crimson suit. I'm like, my wife made the greatest point about that. She says, the problem with this suit like that, every time you wear it, you're going to remember that that suit. Yeah. Because it stands out. Look, what the fuck is he doing? Dude, I don't know. Here's, here's the deal. Every broadcaster has their own like fallback move. If mm-hmm. I listen to Troy Hirsch do another goddamn football highlight, and he says, for the joy of six, I got it. All right? 
enough already. He drops that every fucking time he does a football highlight. It wears me out. Where's he out? You can't take it anymore. Where's me out? And what is your friend Tabitha Lipkin over there? Is she a weather chick? Is she a sports chick? I tell you what, she's versatile. <laughs> she's all over the damn place. Yeah, I liked her. She was cool, man. Only met her the one time. Yeah. We met her at the barbecue thing. She was cool. She's an interesting person to follow on Twitter. She gives zero fucks, man. She doesn't She doesn't care. She, I know. She doesn't care. Like, I like that. Yeah, I, I like it, too. She's a comedian. She's actually a stand-up comedian. Oh, I, I believe that. I like to Sometimes she'll write something and I'll go, oh boy, that's probably the last tweet you're going to write as a member of Fox 5. And then she's back, which she's is cool good. as shit. Yeah. She's really cool. Like, like Fox 5 has, um, like, Chrissy Russo is cool as shit. Kathleen's outstanding. Yeah. Kathleen's at a different level. But Lipkin fits right in that same group yeah. where you're like, these are just good people, man. Raul was cool as hell. Brad. Raul was cool. Brad, all those guys. Yeah. So, yeah, they got a good group over there, man. I like it. That's it. All right, so I got to tell you what happened uh, happened today, and then we'll get out of here. All right. Involving so, chicks? Kind of. Okay. So uh, I'm, driving, <laughs> I'm driving on the five freeway coming back from work. Josh okay. and I are, are together. My son and I work at the same place. We're, we're driving back together. I drive every damn day because I don't like when anyone else drives. So I like yeah. I have to be in control. So he says to me, man, this girl to my right is hot. And I said, oh, yeah. And so he goes... <laughs> Jeff, Jeff turns around to see if my wife is she listening. was right there yeah she, she leave that's she, a good story she, she, she can hear so she so he goes she's hot so I slow down trying to do the old high school move to oh, get her God. attention you know wingman I, I am I'm a wingman for my son so so this girl in a white Mercedes and he's like put your window down like he's gonna ask her out on the freeway okay nice put your window down and so I slow down, trying to trying to even out these windows and stuff. And then she moves on a little bit ahead. And then we pull up, and then she's she's smoking smoking weed, dude, in the, yeah. in, the in the car. And he goes, "Oh fuck, she's smoking." And I start to fade back a little bit more. And now she has a handicap sticker on her license plate, and you can see the wheelchair in the back seat. And then he, she has the window down. Nice. Now she has the window down. Yeah. As we're moving forward, trying to even this up, put the window up. <laughs> he tells her, "Put the window up." Hey, put the window up. It's over. I thought I thought I was gonna ask you out. I'm not gonna ask you out anymore. I'm like, you're not gonna ask you out because of the wheelchair, or because of the weed. He goes, the weed, because she's smoking. I'm not into ah. smokers. And I said, okay. I just want to make sure that we're we're judging this on the right level here. You aren't going after someone because of a wheelchair. How goes, no. quickly does he want you out of the car? He's so uh, sick probably, of you riding um, shotgun with him. Well, I mean, he's riding shotgun technically. Yeah. Actually, I don't know. I think. <laughs> Today, He's done at that game. Yeah, today was what I think we get along great. Today was one of those where we're driving to work crazy early in the morning, and he's I'm talking probably 45 minutes straight. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't think he said said a word. I think he just wants to sleep, put the seat mm-hmm. back and sleep. And I think he just finally was going to shut the fuck up for a second. Yeah, just enough. The way enough. I used to do with my dad. I used to think of my dad. Shut the fuck up. Just stop already. God dang, do you get nervous when there's silence? Just shut the fuck up. It's okay to be quiet. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just, he's about, I think today was the day he's probably sick of my ass. Yeah, he's had it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enough of this bringing down a work day. Fuck this. It's a bad idea. This is a bad idea. This fucking guy. When would, uh, when would Jake hit the road or hit the fucking wall with you driving? That, that's it. Trying to help. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, quickly. Quickly. Imagine, think about this for a yeah. second, all right? Think about this. Let's go back to when you're 24. And what if you're driving with your mom and you see a girl to the right? Are you really telling your no, mom? No. Oh, that's I'm, what you fucking live today. Yeah, that's, that's what you did do. Yeah, him but today. it's different. 
It's not different. It is different. I'm a guy. I'm my mom. You want your dad. No, my dad and I never had that relationship. Not like Josh and I. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not. Even if you were to pick her up, you're right. Where the fuck am I going? Yeah, what are you what doing? Would you drop me off on there? Sassafras? And I'm fucking Uber at home? Yeah. What am I doing? Like fucking John Cusick in that one movie, sitting out in the <laughs> hallway eating pie? Yeah. Eating lemon meringue pie yeah. all fucking day? No shit. What Get am I doing? Get your shit together, That's okay? That's true. Stop being point. a fucking lackey. Th- things could have gone. <laughs> You're a fucking I lackey. Earn, I gotta earn a living. <laughs> Take yeah, your so. two separate cars, for Christ's sake. I, I wasn't You're at embarrassing the, mall the with, brand. I wasn't, I wasn't at the mall with my 10-year-old picking up mall chicks. I, I would have been. Fucking guy. Fucking guy, your 10 year old's a cock blocker. <laughs> how many years uh, how many years does he have to be alive before you drop that light on him? Don't cock block <laughs> me, Kate. <laughs> Jesus. Uh that fucking guy said to me the other day, I was doing impressions for him at lunch. <laughs> and he fucking looked at me and he goes. You might want to stop or you're going to be wearing what's in this cup. <laughs> and I loved it. I mean, shut up, you asshole. Uh, exciting news for all you. Next week, we launch the new website because Jeff... Oh, you know what? Maybe we'll do it. Uh, we'll get Kyle down here on Wednesday. We'll launch the website and then let's turn on the Patreon. Okay. Let's turn this bitch on. <laughs> turn it on and let's see how it works. We'll turn it on. We'll have some fun. Okay. Um, we'd love to have you sponsor the show. You can do that by emailing Dave, DavePallet at Yahoo.com, or email me, jpdots at the Yahoo.com. Good rates right now. We're running the end of uh, end of year special. There you go. And so uh, we'd love to have you on. Uh, again, the AFSP walk is this Saturday at Liberty Station. Registration begins about 8 o'clock in the morning. The... Um, you know, opening ceremonies are at 9.30. It's a three-mile walk. It gets going at 10. You'll be out of there by 12.30. And so just follow the link on my Twitter, and you can sign up and join our team. Even I saw Gavin made a donation tonight. Fucking Gavin cool. is so great. Dude, he, he was such a huge help for us at the night of the event. Thank yeah. you, Gavin. I look forward to seeing you on Saturday. Uh, my sons will be out there on Saturday. Uh, Jake and Josh both coming out? I think they're both coming out. Now, were they coming out, or are they only coming out now that Lisa Ann's confirmed? Because uh, Lisa Ann's coming. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the way. We, we had determined that already. Fuck. Like, uh, you know, you're a pretty bright guy. Are you just <laughs> fucking... It's really kind of sad. Yeah, I, I don't know what to tell you. I hang out with two guys. I hang out with you, and I hang out with Josh. That's I know, but it. I'm not... Like, I what do you want me to do? Roll the window down. It's like, what's up with him? I was trying to roll the window down. I was trying to hook him he, up. He's turned into a little bit of Skeet Ulrich. <laughs> The, the guy who kind of looked like Johnny Depp, kind of a poor man. You know the guy I mean? It was in like the Scream movies. Yeah, remember that dude? You're like, yeah. is that Johnny Depp? No, nah, it's fucking Skeet Ulrich. He needs to get his shit together. I can't too. believe not one person called or it gave you a hard time, man, about you spoiling it in that movie yesterday. Uh, how about uh, how about Geekster and a couple others saying that? Ah, hey, you really didn't spoil anything because that's the way. It it had happened it, in other movies. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know either. I oh, I didn't see the one from the Geekster. Other. I apologize. I didn't see that. Yeah. No, she said, they, they look. Chris Christopherson does the same thing? Is that what happens? I don't know. But, um, yeah, just, 
I, I just blurted it out, but I put it's it so on great. Twitter. I know. It was so I fantastic. said from 25 to 30. I don't yeah. think I gave away any today. No. Um, that's it, Dave. World Series, because we'll be here Wednesday night, but it starts tomorrow. What is your honest pick on this? A lot of people say this is similar to the A's being favored as much as they were in 88 over the Dodgers. <sighs> Meaning the Red Sox over the Dodgers for this one, you mean? Red Sox are are favored in the yeah, same ways that the A's were expected. Uh, you know what? Honestly, I think uh, last year's Dodger team was insane. They were just like what the Red Sox are right mm-hmm. now. Remember, they had that crazy record where they're going to make a run to pass the Seattle's 116 wins. They had a crazy season a year ago. This Dodger team is insane. We're meaning that you have a right-handed lineup and a left-handed lineup that could start for basically almost any team in Major League Baseball. Craig Council, as much as people want to criticize him, what he did was pretty genius, I thought. Mm-hmm. He would start someone else, pull him right out, and make the Dodgers pick a side. Yeah. And then he could go back to a lefty or righty, and then he'd put it on fair terms as quick as he could do it. People goofed on him for it, but in a short series, it wasn't a bad deal. I have, I have no idea. Everyone keeps saying, oh, this is the first time the Dodgers have gone back to the World Series, back-to-back since 77, 78. Well, they lost both of those to the fucking Yankees. I don't want to hear that. Um, I'm going to go this time it is the Dodgers turn. I think, honestly, the Dodgers have better overall starting pitching. I think Chris Sale is ridiculous, of course. But at the same time, I think top to bottom, I think I'll take the, the Dodgers pitching. The guy who's kind of kind of scary is, if you're a Red Sox fan, it's Kimbrell. Everybody's mm-hmm. freaked out every time Kimbrell gets in the game right now. Is he going to blow it? I think a lot of Dodger fans felt that way for Kenley Jansen in the last few months. But Kenley Jansen is starting to look a little bit better. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Dodgers in uh, six. How's that? I'm gonna go Dodgers. I'm in Eric six. Gagne helping Kimbrell out. Yeah, how about that shit? That's Saying you're bitch. tipping your pitches yeah. and this is what you're doing. Yeah. What the hell? What's he, what, what is going on? Did you see that cool picture? I think I retweeted it. I'm not even sure, but I, it was yesterday. Someone sent it out. A buddy of ours sent it out. It might have been Greg Bergman, and it was Dave Roberts and Alex Cora signing autographs together when they were with the Dodgers. Signing autographs for kids. Oh. And when they were teammates with the Dodgers, it was pretty cool to see Did that. you see what Alex Cora said it's about a, Dave Roberts? What did he say? He said, yeah, he's done pretty well about that steal. Comes back, signs a lot of autographs, makes a lot of money on that deal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And someone brought this up today, too. I apologize for stealing your question. Does Dave Roberts get cheered when Dave Roberts goes to oh, Boston? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He oh, has, absolutely. He has to get cheered. I mean, come on. He just completely changed that whole series around. Plus, he's a good man. He's Doc's a great guy. a good guy. Um, I think, Dave, I'll, I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to pick the first two games. Okay. I think Sale wins tomorrow night in that 40-degree weather, and I think he wins pretty good. I think so, too. But I think the Dodgers pound David Price in game two, and I think you should be excited. I think they come home split 1-1, and then we'll take a look. I'd be happy with that. Rich Hill, by the way, is pitching game two for the Dodgers, former Red Sox. I think it was a Red Sox two or three times. I thought he – I didn't see – I thought – I thought uh, Rue was pitching game two. Last time I saw it was Hill was going game two, and Rue's going at home. That right? Yeah. Okay. Maybe they. But, uh, maybe you have that right. But Hill, right Hill's on. Hill's an interesting story. Um. But yeah, the guy, the guy's played with so many freaking teams. The guy's almost forty years old. Right. But I think he was a Yankee two or three times. He's been a Red Sox two or three times. But he's a guy that all of a sudden can can fucking throw a hell of a game. Yes, right. Absolutely. Can throw a hell of a game. Yeah. Hill was with uh, was with the Red Sox back in. 2010, 2015. So he spent three total seasons with them, but he, he was only there. He made two a. Uh, Two different uh, stops with them, but uh, interesting guy. I mean, here here's a guy that's obviously blisters. Very yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good player, but man, just not to gross you out. But a few years ago, before the Dodgers traded for him from the A's, he was a guy that was playing that independent ball. That you go, how did you ever get discovered yeah. an independent ball? I mean, he he was saying he goes, it was so bad he was going to the bathroom in buckets. 
You know, he had nowhere to even continue playing baseball, but he loved it that much. I just did it with it. Here's a guy that's 38 years old, still playing. Here he is in the World Series at Fenway Park. Man, oh, man. Uh, World Series gets going tomorrow. I think that's it. I'm trying to think. Oh, I got to bring this up yeah. real quick, baseball-wise, and then we'll get out of here. What do you make of this fucking Steve Woods? <laughs> what are you talking about? Him playing travel ball and skipping out on work? Yeah. Yeah. And Scottsdale? Yeah. Did you see he... the picture of all no. the guys the other night when they arrived in town? Like, if they were a country band yeah. and they'd arrived to play the gig, you got a fucking great picture. Would you have more respect for him if he went to fantasy camp? Like, say he went to fantasy camp with the Yankees in Florida or the fact that he takes a week off of work to go hang out with a bunch of guys his own I mean, age? I mean, he's... Uh, He's been there long enough where you where you're in the time off. Yeah, I don't I don't mind the time off. I I guess I'm just don't. What's the end game on that? Or is it just guys having fun? What am I missing on that? I I, I don't know what to tell you. He told us though, and I give his wife a little bit of credit or him credit because he said a long time ago, even when this baby's born, he's going to continue playing this baseball, adult baseball, and his wife knows it. It's part of the deal. Part of the deal of the marriage. I thought she was funny as shit. When they won some tournament like two weeks ago, and she kept writing on Twitter, what a what a great way for you to go out. And he kept saying, I'm not done. And she kept writing, how many people win a championship in their final game? Great for you. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, good for them, man. They obviously have a fun marriage where they get it. I just like, like all the dramatic pictures of the team. It's like, calm the fuck down. Okay, just go out with your buddies and play ball. I'm happy for you. If you win yeah. and you guys have it, you got those memories for life. I love all that, too. I do. I love all that. I love what you're doing, and, and it keeps you out moving and playing the game. But maybe calm the fuck down on the dramatic pictures, right? I want to know how the hell he sold it to his wife that I know I only get one week of vacation at 1090, and I'm going to use it on my boys, not on you. <laughs> you know what I mean? How did he sell that to Hannah? I don't know. That's crazy. Well, maybe she was like, you're using that on you. Get yeah, the fuck, get out, the of fuck out of here. You fucking right. maniac. Yeah. I got it. Rob Ireland will help me get this kid to oh, sleep. Oh, you... No. <laughs> I will not let you say that. You will take that back right now. You will take that back. Hang on, Dave. What's yes. this fucking picture? I'm going to show you this picture of this fucking guy. <laughs> well, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? They calm the fuck down. Hang on, where was this? Fucking guy tweets so much. But he's like, we've arrived. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Shit. Scottsdale will never be the same. I don't know, maybe he took it down. But I'm happy for them. I hope they win. That would be great. I, I mean, Jesus Christ, you know how the kid got out. I'll tell you exactly how yeah, Steve whatever. got out. His fucking wife had him out washing the... Okay, Steve, I apologize for everything. You should travel every fucking chance you get because his wife had him out washing the garage door. Oh, boy. <laughs> Look at this guy. <laughs> Look at him. Stevie, I apologize. I, I wish nothing but luck to your team, and I hope you guys are out there because when you come back, you're going to have to fucking wash the sidewalk, too. <laughs> Who the fuck washes the goddamn garage door? Come on, Hannah. It's a good man. Let him up for air. Uh, we'll see you on Twitter. At Jeff Dotseth, at Dave Pelle, back here Wednesday night for a bonus show. You looking forward to that, David? Can't, can't wait. Well, it's going to be game two of the World Series. I will not be talking very much. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. All right, uh, hang out. We didn't ruin any movies. Best no. of luck to our friend Stevie Woods and his baseball team, and we will see you back here Wednesday night. Perfect. Perfect.
So let